You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Hello, welcome again. Welcome to our broadcast this morning. Uh, it's so good to be together as we go into the Word of God. Uh, I'm so delighted to bring the Word of God to you. We're going to continue with our message. Uh, we started last week talking about faith for nations faithful nations so we're going to continue and then we're going to see what God is doing in our hearts and in our lives and what God wants to do even through you okay let's go to Psalm 2 let's read from Psalm 2 chapter uh, chapter 2 from verse 1 it says why do the nations rage and the people plot a vain thing the kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, let us break their bonds in pieces and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall hold them in derision then he shall speak to them in his wrath and distress them in his deep displeasure. Yet I have set my king on my holy hill of Zion. I will declare the decree. The Lord has said to me, you are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me and I will give you the nations for your inheritance and the ends of the earth for your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron. You shall dash them to pieces like a potter's vessel. Now therefore be wise, O kings. Be instructed, you judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear. And rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry, and you perish in the way, when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are those who put their trust in him. Now we know that this chapter is a messianic chapter that's been re referring to our Lord Jesus Christ himself. No, but there are many uh, points we can extrapolate from this chapter. We can apply them to our lives today, even as believers. Remember, you are a descendant of Abraham, okay, by faith. By faith, you are a descendant of Abraham. And not only that, in Revelation chapter 1 verse 6, the Bible says that he has made us kings and priests. Let me, in fact, let me read that from Revelation chapter 1. And uh, verse 6, it says, And has made us kings and priests unto his God and Father. To him be glory and dominion forever. Amen. Forever and ever. So he has made us kings and priests. Every single one in Christ has got a twofold 
you have a twofold calling. One is a priest, uh, one is a king, and one is a priest. You have a priestly role, you have a kingly role. Okay? So, when it comes to nations, that's where your kingship comes out. Right? That's where your kingship. Of course, priests also serve nations, you know, especially when it comes to intercession and all of that. But when it comes to possessing nations, you possess with the kingly anointing. You possess with the kingly anointing. All right? So that's why he's talking about uh, nations. He immediately starts talking about his king. Okay, and we know he's the Messiah himself. But he has made us kings as well so that we can follow in his footsteps. So that we can walk in the same kind of unction. We, are, we, we, we carry out his mandate, okay? So the mandate that he places upon us is a continuation. He lived for three and a, uh, he ministered for three and a half years, and then after that left. Why was his ministry so short? Why did he only live uh, 33 years? Um, why? Because... We are meant to continue the rest. He finishes part and now it's up to you and I. Alright? So we need to develop faith, not just to get things, but also the kind of faith that will impact nations. The kind of faith that will establish the kingdom of God across the nations. Now, in Matthew 6, 33, Jesus said, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things, what things? The things, the mundane things of life, everything you need will be added to you. But he makes it very clear. God's heart is that the kingdom of God needs to be our number one priority. So you need to use your faith to establish the kingdom of God where you are. Where you are. Okay? So, yes, he has said it. He says in verse 8, Ask of me, and I will give you the nations for your inheritance. Have you asked of him? I have asked of him, and I know. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When I ask, I receive by faith. So you ask of him and then you receive by faith. You receive by faith. But every single one of us has, you are, you are called to certain uh, areas in, in society. Okay? So yes, you serve God, you are in church, but do you know you have a kingdom mandate? You have a kingdom mandate in, to the nations. You have a kingdom assignment to the nations. You have a kingdom mandate and God wants you to establish his kingdom where you are. And when we say kingdom, we're talking about the rule of God. We're talking about, we're talking about the, um, the will of God. We're talking about the lordship of Christ. We are supposed to establish that. We're supposed to impose it on our society. And how are we going to do that? And that's what we're talking about. 
We'll do it by faith. We have to do it by faith. But first, you need to identify your place. You need to identify your place in society. Where are you positioned? You know, I like, I like uh, the, the, the seven mountains, okay? The seven mountains of influence in society. There's some, there's some um, I've forgotten the name of the guy who first came up with that, um, with that understanding and he made it available to us that there are seven mountains of influence in society. Seven mountains. Number one, we have a mountain of government and justice. Okay? We have a mountain of government and justice. Yes? We also have the mountain of religion and faith. And then we have the mountain of the media and the news. We have a mountain of the media and the news. And we have the mountain of arts and entertainment. Arts and entertainment. Then we have the, the mountain of business and economics. And then we have the mountain of family. That is a mountain in society. It's a mountain of influence. Then we also have the mountain of education. All right? So if, you are, if we're going to take the nation, if we're going to establish the kingdom of God in the nation, we will need to identify where we are called among the seven mountains. Where is it that God has, um, has called you to? All right? So if you are called, for example, if you are called to, uh, to take on the media, if you are called to the mountain of media, I'll, I'll let me use that um, example today. The mountain of media. You need, to, you, need to not, you need to develop faith more than just having your income from, from, from uh, the media working 9 to 5 or 9 to whatever. Media guys have some crazy hours. So more than just doing that, more than just doing that, you need to start asking yourself, how am I going to bring the kingdom of God? How am I going to bring the kingdom of God to the mountain of media? Ask yourself. How am I going to bring the rule of God? How am I going to bring the lordship of Jesus? Where am? So those are questions you need to ask yourself. And we know when you talk about media, you, you know, we have, we have digital media. We have the, the print media. You know, we, um, we, we have uh, uh, mainstream media. We have social media now, which is a new, this is a new aspect of media that has come in the last few years, you know. So we have, we have that. And, and let me tell you something. The media, all right? And in fact, all these mountains, there are giants in these mountains. These mountains of influence have giants. In these mountains of influence, the rulers of the earth are taking counsel together against the Lord. This counsel that's been taken against the Lord in the media space, there is counsel that is being taken against the Lord in government and, uh, and, 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 uh, and judiciary. This, they, they, there is a counsel against God that is being taken in, uh, in, in arts. There's I'm telling you, in every mountain of influence, the enemy has got, he has got his hands there. and He loves to rule. 
He loves to rule. Remember, in heaven, he wanted to take the place of God. God is the ultimate ruler, the ruler of the universe, okay? But Lucifer wanted that position. And I have news for you, he still does. And the Bible actually calls him the God of this world, okay? Make no mistake about that. He has ruling power as well. He has ruling power over the systems of the world. He has ruling power over the systems of the world. But you and I, hallelujah, coming from the kingdom of God as kings and priests also have power. We have ruling power. And so you need to know how to harness your faith to begin to rule in the mountain of influence that you're called to. Identify where you're called to and then begin to pray, begin to pray, Lord, how am I going to establish your kingdom in this place? Begin to ask the Lord to show you ways that you can bring the kingdom of God. Because let me tell you something, going to church, and um, uh, uh, it, it's not all, it's, it's, it's not, that's not all there is, okay? We're called to make disciples of nations, but how are you going to disciple the nations? If you, if you don't identify these mountains and we begin to put our faith, we begin to channel our faith towards those, these, these mountains of influence, and we begin to believe God. We begin to take position there. And that's where we begin to take over from there. It's time for God's people to take over. You are called to be a king and a priest. Your father Abraham, God spoke to Abraham. Okay, let's, let's look at Genesis. I mean, uh, in Genesis, God called Abraham. One of the things that God said to Abraham is that he said to him that nations are going to come out of him, kings, all right? Kings will come out of him, and I know this applies naturally, that's um, kings of nations like David, Solomon, those, those, all those kings came out of him, but also we know that the Messiah, Jesus himself, the king of kings, came out of, is a descendant of Abraham, okay, that's proven in Matthew. Right? So, G, G, uh, the, sorry, not Jesus. Um, God speaks to Abraham in Genesis chapter 17. All right? Yeah, when he was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said to him, I'm almighty, walk before me and be blameless. I'll make my covenant between me and you and I will multiply you exceedingly. Then Abraham fell on his face and talked with uh, and God talked with him, saying, As for you, behold, my covenant is with you, and you shall be a father of many nations. Okay? I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you, and kings shall come from you. All right? That's where I'm going to. Kings shall come out of you. And you are, part one, are one of those kings. God has called you. To be a king, he wants you to rule, and you need to identify where you're supposed to rule. 
and begin to function as a king in that place by the kingly anointing. And I'm trusting God that God will, will activate that anointing in your life. The anointing to rule, the anointing to begin to establish the kingdom of God. And you need the faith for that kind of operation. God is eager. God is eager to move in ways our generation have, has never seen. But he needs people whose faith has been developed to the point, to the point where they can, like, um, like, 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 like Caleb, say, give me this mountain, I will arise and take it over. At the age of 80, Caleb was asking for a mountain. And like I said, the mountain, there are giants in those mountains. Those giants have been ruling there before you arrive. So it needs higher power. So you need to develop your faith. Develop your faith so that you can establish the rule of God. You can go there and you can dismantle, you can dismantle the operation of the enemy. And it starts from the realm of the spirit. But then it gets into the natural. And we are going to see the kingdom manifest in all spheres of society through God's people. And so you have been chosen for such a time as this. You have been chosen. The fact that you are part of this generation means that you have been chosen to be part of what God wants to do in our time. Yes, you are here on a mission. And so begin to take it serious and stop looking at just how you can be comfortable because there is going to get to a point where as, as a king, you will need to confront some giants. You need to confront giants. Yeah. So if you are called, if you are called to, let's say, the, the media space, the media space, this is the, the enemy himself. You know that media has so much power. That's where the, the mind of society is being, um, is being influenced. Okay? It's being influenced. So it's a lot of brainwashing that is taking place. All right? A lot of brainwashing is taking place through the media. And many people don't realize that the media is not a custodian of truth. <laughs> they, 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 they are out to push whatever information that, that, um, that they are being paid to push. Really. It's all, about, it's all about ratings now. It's not about the truth. You know. Look at it. Look at it. I mean, yes, we had the looting and all those things that happened. But do you realize that there were some good stories that when we didn't see, the media didn't show us. The, the media didn't show us communities that are coming together and, and, and are saying, no, this is not going to happen here. Why didn't they show us those? Why? And there were a lot of them. Why didn't they show us? Because it's not going to suit the narrative that they're trying to portray. So they keep it. They're, and they're, 
And you see this coming across in many ways. So if you are going to be a king and start ruling in that place, you have to be ready to, to, to swim against the, the, the tide. You know, you, you, need, you, you need to be ready to go upstream. And you need to be empowered. You need a supernatural empowerment. And so we, are, as children of God, if you are in that space, you will need, need to now start praying and start consecrating yourself to establish the kingdom of God in that place. Okay? So you must not just see yourself there as someone that is just there to, 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 to make a living. Making a living is a byproduct. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Obviously, you need a lot of wisdom. It takes wisdom to take nations. It takes wisdom. Satan got the earth from Adam without a fight. Think about that. There was no fight. There was no exchange of blows. There was nothing. No struggle. No wrestle. No. It was all here. It was all here. He used wisdom to get the whole earth, the whole of the human race from Adam. So we need as kings now, we need the kind of wisdom, we need the kind of faith and the wisdom that is required to take nations, to take those parts of the nation that are allocated to us. So I'm waking up the kings this morning and I'm saying it's time, it's time for you to identify your place. Identify your place and now begin to become proactive in that place. Become proactive. Why? If you are in the media space, in um, Ephesians chapter 2, Ephesians chapter 2, in fact, let me just read it. Ephesians chapter 2, um, God is giving us some insight there in the book of Ephesians chapter 2. I thank God for Paul. I mean, God just used this man tremendously. It says in verse 2, okay, I read from verse 1. It says, And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. This is the spirit that is, that is controlling the mountain of the media. This is the spirit that is controlling this mountain. So if, if you are going to rule, if you are going to rule in that space, get ready to face the spirit. Get ready to face the spirit at some point. Okay, yeah. And we're not, we're not elevating the enemy or whatever, but you can't go to war uh, being naive and think that <laughs> everything is just, you know, your enemy is just going to surrender, you know, because you've just arrived. It doesn't work like that. There's going to be a conflict. So get ready. Kings are anointed for battle, okay? So if you are a king and a priest, there is an anointing to fight, there is an anointing upon your life for battle. Get ready. Get ready to use that anointing in that space where you've been called. All right? 
and you need to you need to take down giants. Get ready to take down giants. Yeah. Obviously, God will start training you. God will start preparing you. But you need to be aware of what God is doing. So the the next challenge that comes, you don't just go start having a pity party and you're saying, oh, well, I don't know why things are so hard for me. Things are hard because you are a king and you are supposed to go and take on a giant and you have to deal with some hardships before you face the giant. David had to face Goliath. And before he could face Goliath, he needed to face the lion. He needed to face the bear. Okay. So, stop. Stop having a pity party. Stop, stop having that mentality that, does, that kings don't have. No, kings don't think like that. Kings are not afraid of battles. No, they're not. Kings are always ready for a fight. And every single one of us, you have, you have made a king and a priest, and that kingly part of you, is meant for battles, is meant to take charge, is meant to possess the land, is meant to take on mountains, is meant to take on giants. That's what the kingly anointing is for. And ready. People of God, I'm telling you, if we would develop and grow in this area, God is going to begin to open so much more it's going to begin to open so much more to us. It's going to anoint us even more and give us more giants to take. And you know what? In battle, every giant you take, you also get some spoils. And there are spoils that come with every battle. So whenever you defeat the enemy, there are benefits of defeating the enemy because you get some of his spoils. Hallelujah. But many Christians today, you know what? The kind of Christianity I'm seeing today sometimes amazes me, shocks me, because we see Christians don't want any conflict at all. They don't want to face any challenges at all. Christians just want to sit down and then be blessed and blessed and blessed and blessed. And that's all they're thinking about, how God will bless me, how God will do this. Even, you know, Christians now have the mindset, it's, 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 though, it's as if God is their errand boy. It's as though God is there to just serve their needs and that's all. No, you are there to serve him. You are there to serve him. You are there to serve his kingdom. Yes, you are there to serve the kingdom of God. You are there to advance his purposes. That's what you are here for. Yeah. So there is a spirit, it's called the prince of the power of the air. That is the air waves. That is the spirit that inspires disobedience. That is the spirit that inspires lawlessness. That is the spirit, that is the spirit that inspires violence using the air waves. Using the media, whether it is internet, whether it is um, uh, television or you know, whatever. I'm telling you, this is the spirit behind it. 
And that is why Christian media ministries need a lot of support from Christians. They need a lot of um, they need a lot of prayer. That's why we need God to raise Christian producers. We need God to raise Christian directors. We need God to raise Christian writers, script and movie writers that will write powerful things, good things, and be supported. Be financed. It, there is a battle going on. I'm just using the media as an example. Because obviously we can't cover all the seven. But I'm just telling you. In terms of media, this thing is real. And that's why whenever anybody comes up with, with, with a project that is going to advance the kingdom, there's a lot of warfare. There's a lot of conflict that goes on. So the, we, we, we need to put our faith together and start pushing for, for, for the kingdom of God to be established in the media space. So this is the time for the kings in that space, the kings that, that are, are meant to, to take their place and begin to rule in that domain. I'm calling them forth right now to come forth in the name of Jesus. If you are called to this mountain, this mountain of influence of society, I want you to wake up right now and begin to pray strategically to be well positioned and begin to build your faith, begin to build your conviction, begin to build yourself in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Build yourself in the Word of God. You need to be strong. You need to be strong because you are going against the Spirit you're going against rulers of the earth who have taken counsel. They've taken counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. They've taken counsel against you. Just like they've taken counsel against the Christ himself. They've taken counsel against the kingdom of God. But I thank God, the Bible says, He who sits in the heavens shall laugh. Back to Psalm 2. He who sits in the heavens shall laugh. Hallelujah. Our God, he has got all the power. He's got all, all that it takes to finish his enemies just one breath. But guess what? He's not trying to do that. He wants to give you an opportunity to participate so that you can enjoy. Hallelujah. You can enjoy the the. Um, the sweetness of victory. <laughs> yeah, you can enjoy that. Isn't that wonderful? You just, you just get up and then you begin to take your place. And you say, okay, fine. This is where I'm called to. This is where I'm going to establish. I'm going to establish my domain. Remember, you are called. Right from the beginning, think about this. From Genesis chapter 1, when God says, let us make man. In our image, after our likeness. The next thing he says, let them have dominion. Okay, you see, dominion. So, right from the beginning, even before the fall, even before the fall, God's plan was for us to rule. God's plan was for us to rule. Yeah, 
So Adam lost that when he sinned. He lost that. He gave it away. We see that in Luke chapter 4 where Jesus, Satan told Jesus, look, all these dominions have been given to me. The kingdoms of this world. Look at them. Look at them. If you bow and worship me, I'll give it to you. They've been given to me. I can give it to whoever I wish. And Jesus didn't dispute that. Yeah. Jesus didn't dispute that. So what am I saying? What I'm saying is that God's original plan was for you to rule. Okay? Adam messed up and lost that and brought us into slavery. Jesus comes and he rescues us from slavery. And not only that, he washes our sins and then he makes us kings and priests to God. He's sending us back. I says, okay, go. And you now, you, you, so now wherever you are called to function, it's a time for you to begin to identify the giants. <laughs> begin to identify the giants in that mountain. Begin to identify the forces. And say, Lord, prepare me. Yes, equip me, enable me. Enable me. Yeah. And I'm telling you, by the kingly anointing upon your life, you are going to see major victories. We have entered into an era now. I'm telling you, the world has changed. Okay? The world has changed. From, from, from this pandemic, the world has changed. And it's, it's, it's not for us to sit down and then begin to lament that things are not uh, things are not going smoothly. No, no. This is a time for us to begin to say, okay, how do we reposition ourselves? How do we reposition ourselves with the, new, with the new landscape of the earth right now? Because I'm still a king and a priest, and I still have a role to play. So how do I position myself? How do I position myself? Yeah. God, how can I bring your kingdom? How can I bring your kingdom to um, into manifestation. How can I do that? That is what should be occupying our minds. That is what should consume us. The kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom. How can we bring the kingdom? That is what should be consuming your mind. Hallelujah. Now I'm not saying we should just ignore all, um, other things like our needs, natural things, but I'm just saying according to what Jesus said, Seek first the kingdom. Okay? Seek first the kingdom of God. It's righteousness. Every other thing shall be added. And I believe Jesus said what he meant and he meant what he said. Yeah. So begin to check your priorities now. Where you are. What, what are your priorities? Is, 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 it, is it just about pleasing you, making yourself happy? Is that your priority? Well, if that's it, God bless you. <laughs> I wish you more happiness. <laughs> I'm telling you, you can have happiness without fulfillment. I am telling you, until you begin to carry out your, what you were born for, you will never be fulfilled. Never. So, if you are in that space, you are in that domain, and you start applying your faith, you start saying to God, God, show me how I can bring your kingdom. Imagine you start seeking, that, seeking the kingdom like that. Seeking the kingdom consistently. 
I'm telling you, you are going to experience God in a different way. You start experiencing God in a different way. Yeah. So start taking the work of Jesus seriously. In your faith. We've been, we've been dealing with faith, you know, for, for, for some time now. And yeah, we've, we've, we've majored on faith, how you, for healing and for other area aspects of life. But ultimately, it is to bring you to the place where you can use your faith to advance the kingdom. You can use your faith to establish the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Because we are now in an, in an era where although, although we feel we believe that we are free, but you don't know that the world, the enemy, is rolling out a strategy to bring the whole world under bondage, more bondage and more bondage and more bondage in every area, in every sphere. He's busy working. So that's why it is now time for the, for the people of God to begin to take their place. All right? This is a time for you to start focusing on how you can grow, how you can, how you can build your faith, build your faith to advance the kingdom. You want to you want to begin, you want to begin to to build yourself to a point where God will start giving you opportunities to face bigger giants. And let me tell you every giant is an opportunity for promotion. It's an opportunity for increase. Every giant you take. So if a giant, you, you, you find your face with a giant, you need to get excited. Okay? Get excited when you face a giant. Why? Remember David? David, when he faced Goliath in one day, David gained national prominence. National prominence. In one day, David was asking them, what, what, what's going to happen? Who, what, what, what are they going to give to someone who, takes, who sorts out this mess, this giant, takes him out? They say, well, number one, you're going to have, um, you're going to have the king's daughter as a wife. So that means you are taking into royalty. You are going to be taking into royalty. You become a prince immediately. Okay? You're going to be tax-free. <laughs> tax-free. Imagine for your entire family. Tax-free. Oh my God. So imagine the wealth that is coming in to your life immediately you take on Goliath. And many other benefits came. So you see, when you have an opportunity to face a giant, don't look at it. Don't, don't, just, don't be focused on the size of the giant and the look of the giant. See beyond the giant, behind the giant, what is there for you. Because that giant is blocking something. That giant is blocking something. Alright? So, I want you to be excited. I want you to become a people. Let us become a people that when we face challenges, we're excited. 
You say, yeah, this is another opportunity. This is another opportunity to take on another giant. Hallelujah. Oh, take on the giant. Right now we're dealing with a giant in Midrand. It's a giant we're contending with. We're going we're gonna to bring him down. Hallelujah. <laughs> in Jesus' name. We'll break it. Break his backbone. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Kolabasikete. Yes. So I'm excited. Even when, when, when we face the kind of resistance we're facing, when we face the kind of opposition, I'm telling you deep down within me, there's a, there's a serious excitement because of what is behind this. What is behind this. By the time we finish that, my goodness, we're ready for the next giant. And that's how it goes. That's how it goes. And so by the time David finished with Goliath, story was different. Before that, his brother Eliot was making, you know, he was um, rebuking him and saying all kinds of things about him. But by the time David finished with Goliath, no, we don't know. We didn't hear about <laughs> Eliot anymore. <laughs> so, yeah, because now David is on a different level, a different level to the point where the king was jealous of him. I wanted to kill him. I should tell you the level of elevation that David experienced just because he took on a giant. So, where, where are you called to? What mountain are you called to take on? I just feel inspired today to release an anointing upon you. To declare that, that anointing, that kingly anointing. To come upon you and begin to, to increase your capacity for, for battle. Get ready. There are many more battles we're going to face. But don't be perturbed. I'm telling you, Jesus is with you. The captain of the host is Jesus. Yes, he's with us. In the midst of all of that, many times he's there and he's saying, go for it, my boy. Go for it, my daughter. Just go for it. And we just need to go for it. Go for it. Do you have faith for this? Yeah. <laughs> yes. The faith that was delivered to us. The faith that was delivered to us. Is not a basket faith. It's a battle faith. That's what my spiritual father used to say. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's faith for battle. So I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready to take on some giants. Glory to God. Father, I thank you. I pray for your people right now. Lord, I ask for a release of your anointing. Release an anointing. Let the kingly anointing flow through your people right now. Whatever area they're called, they're called to serve, to function, to establish your lordship, to establish your authority and your dominion. Lord, I ask for, for a release. Lay your hand upon them. Anoint them with fresh oil. Lord God, exalt their horn like the horn of the unicorn. 
My God, fresh oil. Let it come upon them right now. Anointing. To take on. To take on. Giants. Thank you, Father. That's the way to easy promotion, to acceleration. Just take on a giant. And you'll find that you'll be established quickly when you deal with giants. When you keep running away from them. You'll run and run and run. And you will not possess your possession if you run. Okay? People of God, we've come to the end of our message for now. We're back next week. But I want to give an opportunity to someone who wants to receive Jesus. You want to receive Jesus into your heart? I'm going to pray for you. Just say this after me. Say, dear God, I thank you for sending Jesus. I believe in my heart. And I confess with my mouth that he is Lord. Jesus, come into my heart. Make me a new person. Forgive me my sins. Cause me to love what you love and to hate what you hate. Thank you, Father. Amen. Now, let me pray for you. Lord, I pray. I pray for my brother, my sister. We'll just pray this prayer. Lord, I ask that you will uh, manifest, manifest yourself to them. Let your kingdom come upon their lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Before we go, if you're going to give your offering or maybe you're giving, I want to speak into your life. It's good to support the work of God, you know. Yeah, media ministry takes money. <laughs> it takes money. Lots of it for that matter. We need your support. Hallelujah. Father, I just thank you. I give you glory for your people. As your people give, as your people support your work, I ask, oh, Father, for a mighty release in the realm of finances for them. Let doors open. In the name of Jesus, let the devourer be rebuked, O oh Lord. I ask for wisdom, financial wisdom, to flow through them. I ask for witty inventions and ideas. I ask, O oh God, that you open to them doors of opportunities for wealth creation in Jesus' name. Amen. Wonderful. God bless you real good. It's so good to be together. Please share this message with your friends and your family. And uh, let us know what God is doing in your life through this broadcast. Okay? God bless you. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.